Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats, home! Welcome back, our beautiful bunglers, to another episode of Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother, David, for a new episode. Ho, David, ho. Could I be a bungler? You could be a bungler, and I know we got a few of them today, so we'll get into that. So, David, this is one of the first times that we got to record close to an episode release date, and in the last few days, I noticed that on Long Island, where I am currently located, there is a convention coming up the first week of July called Eternal Con, and Larry Kenny, Lynn Lipton, and Peter Newman, also known as, of course, Lion Ochitara, every female cast member, and Tigra and Jackalman will be at this con. So it's about an hour away from me, David. I called you right away and I'm like, oh my God, I just bought a ticket. If any of our listeners are going to be there, I going on Sunday, I cannot believe this is happening, David, because how many times have we said, is there a way to talk to Lynn Lipton? Is there a way to get to her? And now, holy crap, the three of them are going to be there in front of me. So I can't believe this. Well, all I know is you better be selling this podcast to them. Bring out those business cards. If someone tries to get in front of you to take a picture, you elbow them. Whatever whatever it takes to get on top. I will be wearing, of course, our Mumra Bungler shirt. I, I will proudly be displaying that that day. I think that will actually start some conversations with people. So I'm really excited about that. Because people are going to be like, what is that? Why has that not been taken off of the internet yet from sales? So look forward to that, Radical Ones, because when we record our next episode of Thundercats, I had been there already. So I'm sure I'll have stories for you. And a matter of fact, David and I have been sitting on a really exciting surprise for all of you. We'll probably reveal it soon. We wanted to originally have it for the finale in December, but honestly, I don't know if I can hold off till then. We can't. We can't wait. We want our bunglers to hear this really amazing thing that happened to us, and it's been hard for us to keep our mouths quiet, but look forward to that soon. Yeah, and in all honesty, now that you're going to be meeting cast members in person, I mean, come on, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's meant to be. So that will be something to look forward to, and of course, this week's double episodes, David. So why don't we get into our first episode, which is Excalibur, which aired December 2nd of 1985. This is season one, episode 51. And of course, thank you to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis and trivia we will be using. Although, Thundercats Wikipedia, there was no trivia for these two episodes, which is very odd. It actually looked like the articles as they call them for the episodes were incomplete because a lot of times there's always trivia the characters were there but these two episodes were bare so we will fill in the gaps hopefully i gotta say this is perfect david for sword and sorcery summer which we're doing on our main show of radical retro excalibur perfect 
perfect timing. So truthfully for me, I loved this episode. I loved, loved, loved it because of the what would be considered, at least in my mind, one of the two of the most powerful swords ever created, really. You've got like He-Man and Shira's sword. You've got Excalibur. You've got the Sword of Omens. So, And the other thing is, is that it kind of ties in this whole thing of Third Earth, First Earth, again, this kind of thing that we go through and we talk about a lot, where Excalibur and the, the magic of the Lady of the Lake mm-hmm. and everything. I really thought it was really cool, I have to say. the Where we viewed this episode was Hulu. Did you notice the yellowing color, David, and the green in this episode by any chance? There was a lot of scenes, especially in Cat's Lair, that had this almost yellow hue over it. Yeah, I think it's just degradation, you know? It's just like, I'm... So I was actually, I I was talking to one of our bunglers that has extensive knowledge of Thundercats, Zach, who will be coming on the show soon to talk about episodes and different various Thundercats cat topics and he thinks whatever broadcast tape that the wb captured it from had that yellowing on it because the the fact that the end credits and the intro didn't have any yellowing suggests that it's been there probably for a while you know because they kind of tack on the intro and the end credits i believe like it's like a stock thing that they kind of add so and the other great thing about this which i had no idea was a thing Zach said that there was a fan who was actually working on on renewing and refreshing the Thundercats episodes with you know technology that I guess is available and he's upscaling them and doing things like that I just wish that the actual WB put that much heart into the release I do get it at the time I mean David when did those DVDs come out I mean that was like 2006 or I mean it was forever ago so I get it at the time putting series out but I'm hoping if our movie actually gets released maybe WB will put some money into Thundercats again in all honesty so years ago, so let's say years ago, when they colorized black and white or when they did restoration, they literally had like almost like, I guess, like hand painting of reels of film, right? Nowadays, there has to be, I mean, considering AI can make Shakira do Olivia Newton-John songs and sound really good. <laughs> and not that she doesn't sound good. I love Shakira, but I'm just saying like with all the stuff, there's got to be a way just to have it automatically processed through. I think the biggest issue would be it not knowing maybe true color true color right right of what it maybe the original was supposed to be but i feel like you could feed that into the computer right like this is tigra or this is this character's color this is this character's color i would love to see i mean honestly anything that you love for me this is the biggest struggle i have with my kids i would love to share certain things with them i know like matesh is sharing that with his family my children are i guess so stimulated yes yeah to things that it's hard to share old movies that have been degraded over time because i mean let's be honest we go from watching you know 4k stuff to putting on crackly old black and white (laughs) movie i mean let's be honest and let's also be honest we had just done on the main show return to oz and we were talking about the original in the original wizard of oz movie with judy garland there's that boring black and white when she's first there 
And then she goes into this beautiful, magical world, and it's colorized. And it's gorgeously colorized. And it's done really well. Even the ruby slippers are, like, just sparkling. So I think that holds your attention more because there is that colorization. So my whole point with this is, yes, I would love to see them clean this up and make it pristine and preserve it, right? I just know that for me, with my kids, it's hard to capture that magic with them when things are degraded. You had this with Frosty the Snowman, right? They kind of said, wow, Dad, this is old. Like, how old is this? It was the beginning with the newspaper clip, which was meant to look old, but it really did look deteriorated as well. Like, that's why a lot of times they make remakes, of course, right? Like, we had the 2011 Thundercats and then, of course, Roar lately. With that in mind, we get a mumrock little clip show again, right? The ancient spirits of evil in him are talking about things, are going over past misfortunes. Mumra is obsessed with watching these Thundercats, as we know. And the ancient spirits of evil show Mumra the story of King Arthur. <laughs> there must be something. Some way of smashing the sword of omens forever. Ah, ancient spirits of evil. Show me a way. Tell me! Speak to me! Anything! There may be a way, Mumbra. There once was a sword called Excalibur. It was created by the most powerful wizard the world has ever known, Merlin. It was a time of darkness, evil, and war. Whoever plucks Excalibur from its stone will bring peace, justice, and happiness to this land. The most powerful warriors and knights fail to free the sword, Excalibur. But then one day, an unknown youth appeared and drew the sword from the stone. So began the legend of King Arthur and Excalibur, the most powerful sword in history. He fought for justice and honor against all evil. This was done, David, I thought, really well. Well, first off, the ancient spirits of evil were very nicely telling the story. It wasn't even done in, like, an evil way, like, Mumra! It was done like a narrator, which was funny to me. <laughs> Maybe they were just trying to be a little kinder, kinder, gentler. The story's unfolding, and we come across Lynn Lipton in her tower. She is playing the princess that King Arthur is supposed to rescue, and I love this. She's like... <laughs> She, she's like, look at these helmets of the men that tried to rescue me with that, you know, that Lynn Lipton voice. And I got to give it to her. Again, she made it sound somewhat different. It wasn't Chitara. You cannot rescue me. Look, these helmets are all the remain of anyone who has 
tried. Save yourself while you can. Go back. Go back. Go back. But this all started because Mumro was pleading with the ancient spirits of evil. Show me anything, anything. Tell me, show me, do me. What can destroy the sword of omens, David? Show me, show me, you really love Actions <laughs> speak louder than words. Little cover girls from the 80s for you. How can I gain possession of this mighty sword? When King Arthur's reign was ended, he ordered one of his knights, Sir Bedivere, to return Excalibur to the Lady of the Lake. Where it waits through eternity, will Excalibur defeat the Sword of Omen? Excalibur is the most powerful sword that ever existed, but it will only reappear when King Arthur returns to reclaim his crown. When King Arthur returns... When King Arthur returns... Ancient spirits of evil... Transform this decayed form to Mumra! The ancient spirits of Elul explained to him that the strongest sword that ever existed was Excalibur, King Arthur's weapon. Mumra disguises himself as Arthur and returns to the lake where the sword is guarded by the Lady of the Lake. In a rare appearance of him not doing drag, by the way. So disappointed in Mumra with this. I get it. I get it. He had to be King Arthur. But the tale says, David, when King Arthur returns. So, the, of course, this was meant to be that it's not. he's not coming back. Back, right but mum was like when he returns when he returns you know but and then he gets the idea turn into king arthur which works david the lady of the lake i would have loved to seen her you just see her hand <laughs> come up she don't even want to get herself up to, to even throw the sword to king arthur no you get this you get the finger it's been a tough couple of millennia well she is in third earth right so god knows what's down there the swither the black widow shark lady of the lake I have returned to reclaim my kingdom and my sword, Excalibur! Did you 
notice the question wasn't answered if the sword of omens is stronger simply that only king arthur could wield it david because mumra asked the ancient spirits of evil is it stronger and they just said only king arthur can wield it so david i'm asking you do you think it is stronger than the sword of omens i don't know and this is something that i feel how do i put this you know how like we've talked about how the premise that mumra's power is you know it's like the charm ones it's in his emotions like you know what i mean like i feel like the stronger the 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 person wielding the sword of omens the stronger they call upon the power like when he's like oh oh he's just like going for it and the, and the power keeps amping up and amping up i feel like that is where the power comes because it's a mystical power and i feel like you can't put a cap on necessarily mystical power it's just the person that's wielding the sword how much can they summon how much power okay and they within from themselves they're they, when they go at their primal call how much power can they wield so Excalibur is mystical too, but it was made by Merlin, really, right? And Merlin's supposed to be the most powerful wizard in the world. But Sword of Omens is transcends worlds. It came from a totally different planet, a different... I thought so too, but I, I feel like they did leave that open-ended not to offend anybody. <laughs> well, the other thing is too, do you remember when Jaga got trapped in the astral world and that kind of yes. Merlin-esque wizard, which they were trying to... I don't know. I feel like... It just read my mind, yes. I feel like the Sword of omens potentially be more powerful only because the sole power of Excalibur is coming from Merlin, right? We we are correct on that with like the Merlin did create the sort of... That's how I mean, that's how I always took it. You might have to look that up. I might be totally off the mark here, but I still love the mystery of it. However, the sort of omens is just more... You don't really don't know about the origin of the sort of omens. It's like, like an artifact that's passed down from generation to generation. You don't know about right. it. Mystical power. So, oh my god, I'm talking too much bottom line is i feel like the sword of omens potentially has more power based on how much the person who wields it can summon actually says that the sword is located in a magical lake where the lady of the lake gave it to arthur excalibur was made by an elf so maybe merlin was just the i would rather have that who are you archaeologists we theorize an ancient cookie factory once stood on the site of this tree i've hit cookies ah see you've hit our hollow tree those are keebler fudge covered cookies fudge stripes fudge sticks and deluxe grams crisp cookies inside rich fudge outside i've hit elves the cookies are baked by elves (laughs) you'll never approve that theory Keebler fudge-covered cookies, uncommonly good. The sword was obtained by the king with advice from his wizard advisor, but it was also considered that there existed two Excalibur swords. The first one Merlin put in the stone. Oh, and said that the throne would be taken by the one who will take the sword out of the stone. The second Excalibur was the one in which Merlin took to the king. The sword was located in a lake where the Lady of the Lake gave it to Arthur. The sword in the stone and the sword in the lake are two different Excaliburs? That's interesting. I did not know that. So now it's cheapens Excalibur. That's it. I'm Trash. sorry. Sort of omens. Trash. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jaga, that I even doubted it for a second. <laughs> now that there's two? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is amazing. I absolutely love this because Arthur Mumra comes upon the cat slayer on horseback and the whole entire time from the moment he appears in front of cat slayer he is giving 
attitude and shade shade and attitude attitude and like totally insulting and he's like living out his thundercats are beneath me fantasy and he gets it. He's like, I get to say it to their faces this time. Because they're literally across the bridge. And Lionel, Panthro, I want to say Tigra's there too. And Snarf. Snarf opens the gate. It starts with him saying something like, is that how you treat someone who comes to fight for truth, honor, and loyalty? You know, the code of Thundera. How do you know that? Jaga told me. Let me in. Who are you, insolent boy? Is that a greeting to one who has journeyed through time to fight for justice, truth, honor, loyalty? The Code of Thundera. How do you know about the Code of Thundera? Your Lord Jogger sent me here to aid you in ridding Third Earth of Mamra and all of his evil. If that's true... You doubt my word? The word of a knight? I didn't mean to offend you. We would welcome anyone who will fight side by side with the Thundercats. Especially someone known to Lord Jaga. Oh, I am sorry, youth. Uh, clumsy of me. He gets over Dave, and the first thing he does is he uses Lionel to step on to get off the horse. And then he goes, oh, oh, sorry, young man. I just stepped on him, David. He does say you're beneath me. Look, he's like, trash. I step on you. <laughs> when I look, I look nowhere but down. Like I That's told my enemy. At this point, Lionel is still, you know, really sweet about it. I think Panthro even does say something like, Lionel, this is our guest, you know. <laughs> Don't be rude to him. I mean, let's just mention some of the things he says. Is someone gonna look after my horse he sits down at the table and snarf's about to come over and he smacks snarf away he's like don't touch my i don't like anyone touching my sword you understand this beast is touching my sword i'm like okay okay wants to see lionel's sword which is hysterical because he doesn't want anyone to touch excalibur right but he wants to touch lionel's sword oh god this sounds completely different if you're listening to this <laughs> he wants to touch lionel's sword so he goes nope no matter no no matter. I can already see from here that it's trash. And I think most men want to see the other man's sword to see what they're <laughs> packing. Let me take your sword. Hey! Ooh, I beg your pardon, strange creature. I don't like anyone to touch my sword. I'm sure you understand. Sure. Well, young Thundercat. Well, I see you have a sword, too. May I see it? Uh, well, I... No matter, no matter. Even from here, I can see it's hardly a match for Excalibur. <laughs> That's the sort of omens I'll have you know. <laughs> sword of omens? <laughs> a quaint. Are you still training to be a knight? Look... I don't know who you are, or where you come from, but- Easy, Lionel. This stranger is our guest. Shouldn't someone be looking after my horse? Are you guys gonna take this? You certainly know how to rub people the wrong way, stranger. If you're going to join us in our fight to spread the code of Thundera- <laughs> Me join you? 
<laughs> I thought that's why you came here. Insolent whelp! I am here to command you to fight for me! I don't think you understand. You have no choice, cub! You and your worthless friends will fight under my banner! Now just wait a minute! You dare argue with a knight? I dare to... Then let your toy sword speak for you! Unless your courage fails you, we will meet at dawn. The disguised Mumra challenges Lion-O to a duel, and Lion-O foolishly accepts the challenge. He slaps him with a glove. Gloves! Like, what is this, France? But he did the old school, yes, the duel! And he says to meet at dawn. This is amazing. The next scene cuts to Chitara, Tigra, and Panther looking out the window. <laughs> Just like, well, this is happening, I guess. But honestly, Lion-O maintained his composure and tried to be more lord-like. Yes. Considering yes. he was being insulted. I'm actually shocked that Mumra did not break character and start going, <laughs> You know, when he, you know, when he gets like a little worked up, he gets a little hyped up and he's like, I can't, I can't maintain, I can't maintain this calm, cool composure. I have to start snarling and growling and, and, and getting all mucusy. Is it because he already insulted them continuously? Yeah. So he got a little out kind of thing? I think he got it. This again, also validates my personal feelings that as much as he wants to destroy the Thundercats, he doesn't because it gives his life some life some meaning. He enjoys the game. And speaking of that, he literally set up a medieval fair with a medieval obstacle course with lances, flags, and he's there on his steed and he's still bad mouthing Lionel because he's oh he didn't show up I'm here at dawn I brought this this obstacle course for you I, I have hot churros I have hot churros going <laughs> and corn I have roasted peanuts where's Lionel he should be there by now he'll be there the whole thing's ridiculous he's fighting to save his pride he had no choice Chitara of course he had a choice he could have walked away he's just lowering himself to that that madman's level. So much for your champion, Thundercats. He doesn't even have the courage to show. Don't speak too soon. Snarf, snarf. But this is badass. Lionel rides in on a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was fan-freaking-tastic. Because that's true. I didn't even think of it. Like, what would he ride on? So he had to get some kind of beast of burden, right? I mean, unless they got Snow Meow. So, by the way, that again shows you how the Unicorn Keeper... My <laughs> husband... The Unicorn Keeper, how they trust him and how the unicorns trust him. He would not have that steed. He would not have that unicorn. He would not aid the unicorns and they did not trust him. So again, this is talking to me about those relationships that they have formed in alliances with various people of the forest and animals and tribes and different things. So Because he's also the technically looking like the underdog. Uh, Mumra has on this, you know, this pristine, perfect armor, very, right. very arrogant. And Lionel's coming in 
on like a unicorn even though unicorns are beautiful and yeah but magical, true he's just a kid on a on a on a unicorn like no saddle no like whatever it's just like a no saddle you're right so and i like that because i love the underdog i always fight for the underdog that's beautifully said chitara ever the voice of reason she again says look at this foolishness He's gone to that madman's level. And of course, they're kind of like, well, Chitara, you know, he he's he has to do it for his pride. He's, they're mean, like, listen, woman. <laughs> oh this is where it gets sexist. This is where it gets sexist. No. Chitara you wouldn't understand. Chitara, Chitara is the fiercest. She could take down Tigra in about five seconds. And Panthro... <laughs> Panthro, I love Panthro, don't get me wrong, but without those nunchucks and gadgets, if it was brute strength, she would just run around him until he got dizzy, and then trip him with the stick. You remember, though, he did hold, oh, and the stick is, a, oh my god, I cannot wait to get through our next but Don't make episode. me use my staff on you, she'll turn it into 17 different staff, and they'll fall down like... Yeah, I mean, like a rain of a rain of sticks, not to mention, she will break your hand if it's frozen. Anyway, we'll get to that in our next episode. We should stop this. No, it's a matter of honor. Lionel got into this. He has to get out by himself. He'd never forgive us if we intervene. This is amazing because a lot of times when they're jousting, there is that standstill, and I say very Japanese animation, of when they collide, it goes black and white-esque colors with just red glaring. Doesn't that remind you what I was going to say when Tuxedo Mask gets stabbed? Yes! he throws yes. and gets thrown back and it's like a dramatic right like it's a dramatic effect of all the color depleting besides like a red and this keeps happening matter of fact the art in this episode the way again how they told the story of king arthur it was done really really well the next thing is the swords clash and excalibur is victorious the Eye of Thundera is split in two and the Thundercats become powerless The source of the Thundercat's power! No match for mighty Excalibur! No match for mighty Mumra! Mumra! Yes, Lionel! Mumra! Excalibur's blade and third earth will be mine forever! That the greatest sword of all time would serve your evil purposes? <laughs> your brief moment of glory is over. Get back to your dark sarcophagus. <laughs>
Merlin, Arthur's teacher, and a famous... <laughs> I was going to say, and a famous musician. A famous magician stops Mumra from destroying the Thundercats and restores the eye to its original state. And I actually wrote this. Get back to your dark sarcophagus, uh, he says to Mumra. So he even knows about Mumra's sleeping arrangements. Is he more powerful than Mumra? That's what I'm getting. Like, think that they want to, like, pull this. Cool, look, you got Jaga. But look, there's Merlin. Because he can come back and restore the Sword of Omens. I mean, he well, did restore the this. The, the swords, all of a sudden, they're they're fighting hand to you know hand to hand, sword to sword, and then the swords break away from them and actually start fighting amongst themselves, like shooting each other with power and different things. And the only reason why the sword of omens got bested at that point was the fact that uh, Excalibur came down and went through the eye of Vandera, which is where the channeling of the the power, the mystic power, comes from. Right? If the Excalibur didn't get the chance to do that whole sword in the stone act, would they have? I think. They would have just been evenly at that point they were just clashing back and forth although i will say in sort of omens style sort of omens had much more different mystical powers coming exactly. at different shades and colors and it was giving you a show which is funny because we always said sort of omens will do anything that it needs to do but this is where it needs to learn the three stooges block your eye with your finger thing because the little arms could go like this and create yes yes wonder woman wonder woman getting blocking the <laughs> Because if your eye is this, like, this is the weakness. I mean, we've seen the eye disappear before, so yeah, like... Well, Mumra's covered the eye with a rat. Is it as powerful as we think? Well, you do have stuff to cover it up. What if you put a sleep mask on over it? At night, just to give it a rest. <laughs> Who are you? I am the wizard, Merlin. Excalibur is yours now. You must decide its fate. Where did Mumra get it? From the Lady of the Lake who has guarded Excalibur for thousands of years. Then, Merlin, you must return it. Ho! We have a sword that fights for justice, truth, honor, and loyalty. The Code of Bandera. So be it. Merlin gives Lionel the sword, saying he earned it. But this is why, to me, Lionel is a true hero, and I think a really good role model. He says to Merlin to bring it back to the lake, because... He didn't earn it. He let Mumra, you know, basically anger him or, or, or force him into this battle. He says, I have a long way to go. And to me, I was like, yes, Lion, that is beautifully said. And he actually does that thing with he like he puts the sword and he's like, we already have a sword. Do you think it would have been disrespectful if he kept it? Honestly, I would have kept it because you could give it to Chitara then. Like give them two swords and let them go wild. I don't think they would ever have a problem ever again after this. Like Rotaro has the two i've dabbed so i'm giving you the rat eye <laughs> <laughs> the rat eye i don't know he didn't earn it per se but for that sword to be used for force of good on that planet it needed it you gotta had willa what did he say thunder thunder excalibur excalibur willa you don't even have to call for it give me sight beyond sight 
Why didn't you keep it, Lion-O? I had to return it. But you won it! Merlin gave it to you! No, he didn't, Snarf. He said I had to decide. And I told him to return it to the Lady of the Lake. Why? Because I didn't earn it. You beat Mumra. I should never have fought him. Chitara was right. I let him get to me. And until I can control that, I've got a long way to go. Lionel does sight beyond sight, and he sees Merlin with this beautiful skyline in the back, like a dusk sight in the lake. And the the hand comes out again, catches the sword, and I just absolutely, again, I just thought this was a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. Notes of interest this actually does have. Not trivia, but it says, the flashback at the start of the episode shows clips from the episode Queen of Eight Legs, Return to Thundera, and the Astral Prison. The legends of King Arthur and his sword Excalibur are two of the most powerful and well-known fables of all time. And this episode features many of the most popular hallmarks of many different interpretations of the story. From the relatively well-known elements such as Merlin to the Sir Belvedere? Sir Belvedere. The Knight of the Round Table. Belvedere. For breakfast, you could have a radical day if you take Belvedere. <laughs> I like holding up for your bone density. <laughs> Bellevere, the knight of the round table who returns Excalibur to the Lady of the Lake. He didn't have a voice. He didn't have a voice in this one. He was just kind of there, Lynn Lipton served. Look, look at the helmets of the men who tried to rescue me. A spoiler, I loved it. I loved the episode. I thought it was fantastic. Of course, we'll have bunglers later, but David, your your feelings? Really liked it. Obviously, I love the whole, I mean, the reason why we're doing Sword and Sword I believe, I don't know, somebody, maybe, maybe a co-host <laughs> came up with the I- possibility of the idea. I don't know. They may have. Men in loincloths? I believe that's what you said in Sword and the Sorcery. I believe I said Sword and Sorcery is loved by so many people. <laughs> I never mentioned a loincloth. Just wait. Just wait till next week's episode, Radical Ones. Currently editing. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. thought it was great. One of the really good ones. I love the tie-in between First Earth and Third Earth or Second Earth. We were Second Earth, I think we're second earth but yes our tie-ins i kind of wish they would have held on to the sword but do you think jaga would have gotten all like butthurt about it like mm-hmm. i told you that you only need one sword believe in the sword of omens lionel now i'm not coming back anymore yeah, yeah exactly that's actually i could see him doing that, that yeah. sword could have been bestowed on another person of third earth of power like even i mean i made the joke but willa but somebody who's a powerful warrior that would fight for the people i'm assuming could only be wielded by one person yes so it yes. wouldn't be like mumra could get it back unless he killed them no i don't know no no you're right it has you have to be good and, and earn it in battle right yeah so hachi man already has the undercutter so yeah he couldn't get it yeah willa willa or i'm honestly i'm going chitara give it to chitara but is it fair to have two powerful swords in one house yes i mean they're moral and i get you can't have this for the storyline but yes I'm sorry. Keep the relic. 
Anything the relic. of Mumra, I would keep. I'm sorry. I know that sounds he didn't earn it, but I would have said I would even made a deal with Merlin. Return <laughs> Listen, it, in, Merlin. Return it in a few years or something. Return it when you when you think that we're ready to to wield it. But think about that. When the Sword of Omens, the Sword Chamber got got locked up, they could have had that in a separate place, another place to get exactly chitara's closet with the backup. cape backup she's like oh wait a minute oh that's just gold jewelry oh, oh leotard oh boots has gold chains hanging up there oh oh, oh here it is excalibur lightning strikes with the thundercats full throttle full throttle action is waiting for you when Lionel and his brave band of superheroes Handle this, reptilian! Get the jump on the dangerous demons of Third Earth! Including those mean and ugly mutants! They're revolting! So don't miss all the thundering adventures! I wouldn't if I were you! Because lightning strikes with the Thundercats! Weekdays at 4 on Channel 35. Secret of the Ice King, December 3rd of 1985, Season 1, Episode 52. An old iceberg on Hook Mountain begins to melt, releasing an ancient being known as the Ice King, who has been trapped in it for over a thousand years. He begins to destroy the snowman's castle at the top of Hook Mountain, and the snowman tries to stop him but is frozen solid. Now, we mentioned this, David, in our news episode. Who the hell is Snow Knight? I'm sorry, but did the snowman start a rapping career in Instrum and he goes by Snow Knight? Jordan like, Knight? It's not Jordan Knight? I was going to say Suge Knight. I mean, and I, I'm saying it like it's crazy, but it is because this character is never again, refer- I looked, it's never to refer to again as Snow Knight. I get it. The writer, whoever at the time must have seen something that said this, but even at the end, Chitara's like, it's Snow Knight. And I'm like, no, who? 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 I think for the episode, they had to exalt him. You you know, and Flight Night was taken. Zoidsight. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I love Snowman. Moonlight. But by the end of this, I wanted to smack him a little. Maybe it was like, though, isn't Sailor Moon, doesn't somebody, doesn't the Cedo Mask get referred to as a knight too or something at some point? Moonlight somebody? Night. But that's when he's incognito. He's going as a totally different person. So if Less Snowman is doing some kind of things that we don't know about. there in, in the- lonely in the icy castle with just the cat. It does snow me out. So, okay, this has to be near Princess Tartar's Russian Snow Kingdom, right? And we never remember if she, we never figured this out if she lived or died. I think she just kind of screamed. <laughs> she really didn't have powers, though, right? No, she just had money. <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need on Third Earth, I guess. It's gonna get a nice ru- Russian Snow Kingdom. So, two pterodactyls I wrote get into yeah. a battle with one another after one grabs a green gem from nearby and then it a lava pit. and then it falls down this has got to be the weirdest beginning <laughs> it's like like a jurassic park sort of welcome to jurassic park yeah i don't know you have two pterodactyls fighting over like a green ruby that one takes up from a lava thing so this must be another part of third earth we're not privy to yet because but next to the snow kingdom it, they're dinosaurs living <laughs> 
Land of the Lost is also there. Land of the Lost must be there. So then they're fighting over this green emerald, I'm going to say. And then all of a sudden they're fighting over one drops it. And then a light beam of light out of nowhere hits the gem, which then activates a beam of light that opens up. This this had to have been like, how do I put this? Everything had to to be lined up perfectly. The planets were in alignment, everything. Interesting. Though after a thousand years, it's possible. Think about how many mishaps. Uh, Snowman, I I was so upset with him by the end because I remember this story so well. This this snowman is coming to kill you. But then by the end, he's like, oh, wait, I remember now. He's coming back to find his love. That's a pretty big difference, snowman, snow knight. Who dares shake the castle of snow knight? Glittering gracious, the ice king. He's free of his thousand year sleep. But how? Snow meow! I need you! That bridge is giving the Ice King an easy way in. Destroy it, Snow meow! The ancient warning said the Ice King must never gain entry. Anyway. So he's getting frozen, right? And Snow Meow jumps in front. I love this. He's like, your thick coat protects you. He goes, get the Thundercats. <laughs> if I'm being frozen over, I'm going to be dramatic too. Ice encasing me. Your thick fur, Snow Meow, protects you. My last command! Fetch help! Fetch the Thundercats at once! Snow Meow seeks out Lion-O. Snow Meow? What in Thundera brings my old snowcat friend here from Hook Mountain? Alone. Snow Meow, you old roughneck. Easy boy, I love you too. No, something's wrong. He's trying to tell me what. Snow Knight, is he in trouble? Snow Knight needs help. But upon his arrival on Hook Mountain, he too is frozen by the Ice King. He does say, Sword of Omens, give me heat at some point. So we actually, we have a heater as well. No, this this is, I love this. An ice giant bombarding the castle. And Snow Knight turned into a helpless ice statue. Snow Knight, he's the Thundercat's friend. And we've sworn to help each other by the sacred code of Thundera. Forward, Snow Meow! You there, giant! Stop this destruction and free Snow Knight! I, Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats, command it! 
okay, so a few things. I wanted to point out that Lionel and Snowmew have a such a love and affection for one another. Pat just like beams, and so does Lion. He's like it's like a pet. I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it. Like I feel like a love between them. Like they just they're it's so true. fond of each other. Like it's they just true. They want to cuddle. I guess it's like a loving thing. I don't know. I thought that was really yeah, he, cool. He's the perfect like companion, yeah, you know, like a dog, like you're saying, or some kind of animal that's so happy to see a certain person. It actually reminds me of his father who had that saber tooth thing on. Maybe maybe that's what Thundera it is. kind of thing. Like there's that. I put down a few things. I definitely put down sort of omens give me heat. You also see where Lionel <laughs> he's throwing ice shards at Lionel, and he does the thing where he turns the sword and, and becomes like a shield, like a. The the circular yeah the force field in front should we mention the creature is like a giant he almost looks ape-like too but yet not it's a very large frozen sort of nutcracker s <laughs> sort of looking the piece. artists can't go far when they see ice they go what could we get yeah nutcracker the nutcracker sweet <laughs> i put down this ice king is pretty formidable he he can shoot out ice shards freeze breath Laser beams, snow tornadoes powered with freezing hands that will grab at you while you're stuck in yes. the tornado. This thing, this snow thing is very powerful. This ice giant has a limited vocabulary, but I understand your fear, Snow Meow. His breath is dangerous. Sword of Omens, give me heat! And he was able to, like, flood parts of Third Earth with snow and ice by That's fantastic. avalanches and stuff. So, pretty formidable. And you see that because when Snow Meow is running, because Lionel, again, is frozen at this point, he runs with the Sword of Omens to get help. And you do see that in front of the lair is this snow like david's saying so i wonder if panthro put the snow tires on the tank because it's treachery out there so snow meow has to go back for the other cats and Shitara, you know when she does those i'm just gonna give myself a compliment but just i'm gonna make it sound like you know that i just came up with this she's like you don't need my intuition to know that there's something wrong Chitara, we love you but yes snow meow is bringing the sword of omens to you and he wants you to follow them i'm pretty sure there's something wrong right but then she makes up for it david because when they say but lionel's in the lair and she goes i'll go back and catch up that i love strange looks like a snowfield ahead but that's impossible at this time of year you don't need my intuition to know that something's very wrong Wish I were back at the warm cat's lair with Lionel. Smarts aren't made for cold weather. I heard something moving toward us. Looks like a big cat. Lionel? Bigger. Uh oh. It's a big white. No meow. And he's got Lionel's sword. I don't like this at all. Snow meow, give me the sword. He's trying to tell us something. He wants us to follow him, I think. I'd sure like to know how he got that sword. Okay, Snowmeow, we'll follow. Go. Go! The land, it's half buried in this stuff. Look, Snowmeow doesn't want us to stop. But if Lionel is still inside the lair... I'll check and catch up with you. Go! 
she ran back into the lair to make sure he wasn't there. Does she, she have? Does there, are her boots all terrain? Because she runs on snow, ice. They desert. have to be right. They go past the plane of fertility. Mm. <laughs> you know, just just another location, as I like to say here on Third Earth, <laughs> the plane of. There's tie-in too. They talk about like. <laughs> mole people or whatever that are covered by us and they also talk about that area where like the giants and the little tiny yes where gregory gregorman mumra was the yeah the, the cave of the giants i like that continuity plane of fertility buried the mole men pits the trollogs and giantos caves buried hard to believe it this ice caps covering almost everything within miles but what caused it Look, there's part of the answer. The whole top of Hook Mountain has been torn off. Panthro, Tiger, and Snarf arrive in the Thunder Tank, but they are two met with the same fate. They're inside, and this ice breath that this Ice King puts out, like earlier, David's right, it made a bridge even across from where the snowman's castle was. This is some breath. So they're freezing the tank at this point, and Snarf is like, we'll be frozen in a second! Sure enough, they freeze inside the tank. By Jaga! It's Lionel and the Snow Knight, frozen solid. Panthro, Tigra, quick! It's Lionel! Stay with him, Chitara. Snow Meow, we've got to deal with this. We're going up like a big bottom bird! Check. Only we're not on air drive. That ice giant is forming a column of solid ice under the hull! I'll fix that with a meltdown. And so we got the tank in a complete ice. We have Lionel encapsulated in ice. And we have the Snow Knight. Suge Knight. Suge Knight himself frozen as well. So only Chitara is left, David. Fog. He's hit us with a fog bank. That stuff can't hurt old Thunder Tank, can it? That's not fog. We're freezing up. Button up. You're icing badly. Close your vents for submerged running. Too late. All vent controls frozen. Yeah, we'll all be frozen in no time. And then what is this? Snarf says something like, be like a big bottomed bird. Do you remember someone saying that? They're going to go upwards like a big bottomed bird. Because they were the Ice King originally had created like a uh, cylinder and were propelling the Thunder Tank up high. That's what it was. That's the big bottomed bird. Oh. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Big Bird, why are you angry at me? This is Big Bird, and I'm really, really angry at you! I gotta give it to these plots, because I think it's fantastic, honestly, when we can get Lionel taken out a little, because... This would happen. I mean, it, it does show that he's not invincible, Lionel. So it does give, you know, more credence to dangers that happen on Third Earth. But my God, having Chitara use her staff to beat his hands free is one of my favorite things ever. She's like, snow me out. Give me the sword. Now. And what does she do, David? She she hits the staff in the ground for a second, but then she beats his And I kept thinking, oh my God, what if his hand broke off? <laughs> She was gentle. Frozen. Just like Lionel. Snow Meow, the sword. Give it to me. Now. I hope this works.
Lionel, the sword. You have it. Chitara, Snow Meow, what's going on? Panthro, Tigra, and Snarf. They're frozen in the tank. Hurry! Thunder! 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 Thundercats! Let's warm up with a little action. But how smart that she put it in his hand. And she's like, Lionel, the sword's here. <laughs> it worked. It gave him Give heat. Give me heat. Give me heat. This happens, and then we have a whole other half of this episode. Just when you think it's over, the Ice King is headed into the castle's dungeon that just so happened to be sealed for a thousand years. So Snowman had this... Snow Knight. Snow Knight. Oh. The artist formerly known as Snowman. Snow Knight has this in his castle. The Ice King! <laughs> Snow Knight, this Ice King, what do you know of him? Nothing, but he seems to be searching for something. Something very important to him. Have you seen him before? No. But legend speaks of him having perished 1,000 years ago. He looks pretty good for a guy a 1,000 years old. Look, he's uncovered something. The old castle dungeon. It's been sealed and locked for a 1,000 years. For a thousand years, a dragon, David, has been sitting in there just... I'm taken back by this. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Did Lionel use Sight Beyond Sight at this yeah, point? Yeah, he has a look. He's used a Sight Beyond Sight, and he says, A dragon! Whatever's behind that door must be the answer to everything. Let's have a look. Sword of Omens, give me Sight Beyond Sight! A dragon, breathing steam, terrible red steam. It looks like an egg. That's what the Ice King was after? A truce, Ice King! Peace, and we will help you get that egg! <laughs> Do you think that's wise? Can we trust this strange creature? He doesn't seem interested in us anymore. Just that egg. Anything but tell him to keep his icy paws off of us. It's worth a try. So he's basically telling the other Thundercats and Snow Knight that he doesn't think that this Snow King is really our Ice King is really their enemy. He's actually, and, and Chitara says something to the effect of, yeah, he's not even paying attention to us. He's like basically on a mission for some reason. So he does the sight beyond sight. He sees a Fabergé egg. <laughs> it really is a Fabergé egg. set on by a by <laughs> <laughs> dragon. I, that's what I wrote. I wrote Fabergé Egg Ice Master. <laughs> because it really is. That's what I named this episode. Fabergé Egg Ice Master. 
They call me the Ice Masters. Look at my collection of Fabergé eggs. It honestly was a Fabergé egg. But here's the thing. The, the, the Ice King came off almost like not able to even form Cave words man. or have logical yep. thought. And then you have Lionel saying, we'll team up. We'll help <sighs> you. Like, okay. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. Again, it's like the caveman primitive thing, though, that also grunted. But yeah, it understands speech. It understands help, evidently. He, that you starts humanizing him, which is interesting. But here's the thing. So then you have one of the world's most dangerous games of pop potato. I can't going on believe. With, with the dragon. They're like, do you remember like in um, Flash Gordon, when she's like, yes, go, Flash, go. Flash, yes. go. And he's throwing the football around. That's what I wrote, football. They're playing football with this egg. And then Snow Knight goes, What a Titanic battle! <laughs> what a Titanic battle! He's a Titanic battle. I was like, okay, okay, I've seen more, but this got to me by the end. Like, I did not remember. I understood once he was trying to get the egg that there was something else to this, but I did not remember. It was this sad, honestly sad story where this Snarf calls him handsome, by the way. You mean this handsome king is this this thing? It was this snow ice king? He looks in upon the egg and he melts. The ice king, gone. Like the melting snow. I wonder why he was so desperate to get that egg. Look, it has a hole in it. The answer is right here. Look. Hard to believe. He wasn't such a bad guy after all. A scene from the past. Lovely. Yes, part of the old legend of Snow Mountain. I remember now. Hey, how about a peek for old Snarf? You guys trying to tell me that this old Ice King and this young handsome prince here were the same person? There's no other explanation, is there? picks up one of them picks up the egg first Tara. Tara and she's like yes this explains everything you don't need my sixth sense to know <laughs> that this man and this woman were together as how much can we get for this Fabergé egg gold is this gold on this Fabergé egg <laughs> well that's when you think that they would do this but that and okay so Tiger says how lovely a scene from the past so the old ice king and this handsome prince are the same Snarf says and then yes this is where I have a problem snowman slash snow no knight remembers that part of the legend conveniently. Oh yes, that's right. He only wants to go see the egg to see his wife one more time. I remember now. I still remember. Yeah, Grace. I still love. I remember part of the legend now. A curse trapped the Ice King's princess in the egg, and he could not find her. Then he must have gotten frozen solid. Until something thought him out today. And the first thing he thought of was that egg. And how to get it. True love, huh? A thousand years worth. Boy, that's remembering. What'll we do with this? You keep it, Lionel. As a, a token. No, you keep it, Chitara. You saved my life. You keep it, Snow Meow. You led us here. Snarf? Me? Oh, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. About the egg? About the curse. Whoever owns the egg? 
Not me! I've had all the snowy curses I can stand for one day! As I was saying, the curse says that whoever owns it will have happiness, riches, and a large family. Oh, gee, Snarf. Too bad. Oh, well, I'm already happy. My riches are my friends, and a better family a Snarf couldn't wish for. Thundercats, let's go! I'm freezing! Thundercats! Ho! Thanks, Snow Knight. Listen to me. Listen to me, Brian. <laughs> He's living in a snow castle with a cat, okay? He is a cat lady. Be it a large cat, he's a cat lady. He has nothing to look forward to but gloom and snow. I was like that during COVID. I couldn't tell you if I had a Fabergé egg or if I even knew how to make eggs. So let me tell you something. He might have forgotten that small detail of his life when he is inches away from throwing himself off of Hook Mountain. But he also had a, the basement was sealed off for a thousand years. It's like charmed with the attic. Oh, that just happened to be sealed off for years. We didn't look at that. I didn't want to go down there and look what was happening in my treasure room. Anyway, I digress. Listen, it got covered in ice and there was no... What prisoners was he going to get? Snowflakes? Was he going to just pick up snowflakes? This little ice thing. This little ice ball. I'm going to put it in the prison. There was nobody to imprison. Was it a prison or was... Oh, he did say Junjun. You're right. He did say Junjun. Oh, you're right. Okay. Don't get me testifying up in here, radical Ryan You know Hunter. what, though? Why couldn't he turn that dungeon into a nice rec center for Third Earth? You know, activities, bingo on Thursdays. This is when I honestly could not believe the ending to this. I could not believe that they played volleyball and none of them wanted to hold on to this I guess they did this thing with no it was hot potato hot potato hot potato and snow knight is about he's about to say like anyone that touches it or or has the egg is and he doesn't finish of course so they're all throwing this around you take it snarf snow meow you take it because you let us here snow meow's like oh hell no no one wanted this poor thing and to me i felt so bad because it was now it's just like you said a faberge egg and a portrait of these people no it goes over the side of hook mountain they rather it go over the side than even touch it or deal with this trash any longer and then snow knight goes and anybody who has it would be granted a wonderful beautiful family or something like that and then we have snarf saying he's always happy because he has the best family ever which i thought was really sweet he didn't need the egg he always calls lionel he says that's my boy the love is there the love is there your feelings on this before we get into our bungler david i have a few things to say ryan i have to admit you were, t were you touched no <laughs> you're like no snow night i wasn't no 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 i was i was i actually i actually feel like i would have taken the egg and put it in Cat's Lair as another memento. Yes! Look at it sometimes. To see that a love has not died for a Beautiful. thousand years. That's how I took it. I just wanted to admit something now. Much like when we did the movie with Tom Cruise's Legend. That we were watching different versions of a movie. The same movie. I forgot that we were doing Excalibur. <laughs> and actually listened to and watch the next episode of Thundercats. And I was have my notes prepared to go over this one. 
and the next one, which is like the good and the ugly, or oh yeah, the good and the ugly. Uh, yes, the good and the ugly. Yeah. Oh my god. Or just uh, something because I, I forgot. I forgot that we didn't do Excalibur. That's that's where my mind is. So basically, I have a few things going on. I'm going through construction again on my house. Yes, I'm you just are. finishing that nightmare. My mother-in-law is coming soon, and I just had a party for like we have like a gay dad's friends that like we did like have a party and like Pride Month, and we did the whole thing. I put rainbows everywhere. <laughs> I can understand why Snow Knight was confused because I am confused. <laughs> That's my thoughts. The ending was very touching. I do love when we could take Lionel out for like a five minutes and let another Thundercat shine. That leads us to one more thing to take care of this week. Bangra! You Bangra! Once again, you have failed. You Bangra! Now, try to refresh your mind with Excalibur. I honestly didn't think of one for Excalibur. Besides, I would say... I have two thoughts. One is Mumra, like you said, can never contain himself. Even when he's in drag costume, he has to get in a dig. He has to be nasty. I, I think he could probably play it off a little better. But honestly, I guess he didn't have to because within two minutes, he already challenged him. So, uh-uh. And my other thing was, like you said, not keeping the sword and possibly giving it to another good, worthy creature on Third Earth or person. That's the only two things I could come up for for Excalibur. The Ice King? I'm going with Snow Knight, Snowman, who remembered in the last two minutes the story correctly after it was all over. Okay. For me, I'm going to go piggyback off of your bungles, for, but I think Mumra bungled because he relied on the fact that he just had this brute force in this powerful right. force in Excalibur and just kind of ran with it without even really having much of a plan. It was like, I'm just going to come in, attack with the sword and see what happens. I feel like this should have been more, more legwork on a plan, maybe. Okay, I could see that. Maybe not a bungle. I'm going to say a, a, a slight bungle. And I'm going to say Lionel bungled by the fact that he allowed his emotions. Ooh. Because if he truly believed that, even though this guy was nasty and arrogant, if he truly believed this was somebody that was sent by Jaga, I would have bit my tongue. Because here's the thing. I feel like Lionel in general, he is trying to protect his pride, honor the Sword of Omens. But at the same time, all the other Thundercats pretty much are like, this is not a point where you have to do that. We know that you're the Lord of the Thundercats. We know that you're worthy. We don't care. We're not going to get into frivolous fights with well until the trial that are currently going on supposedly still oh yeah <laughs> they're 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 kind of like backing him up like Chitara's like there's no reason we're like in other words they're not going to think less of him if he doesn't take on this challenge exactly. yes he insulted them and he should have never done that and he did slap lionel but they're not bound <laughs> by some sort of law that says no. if someone slaps you with a glove that you have to do this this duel or this gunfight or whatever you know what i'm saying like so i felt like he bungled it in the sense that if he had done that mumra would have just had to have immediately showed his hand and not had the enjoyment that he had by insulting and doing all these things i like that it would, I have, like that. It would have robbed him of that enjoyment that he gets about this cat and mouse game that he tries to play with them all the time 
and be a jerk. So, but do you think had Chitara been in the room because she wasn't there during the the slap that she would have been like, oh hell no, you know how she feels about Lionel? He just slapped our lord with gloves. You would have taken that stick and shit. I would have said, I'm gonna do. You watch yourself. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna shove this stick someplace that you don't want to know about, and it's gonna go so high up. You're gonna wish that you were dead. You're gonna meet the round table. <laughs> yeah. Touching my man again. No. Try touching my Lionel. That's actually really good. I, I do like that point about that. Like getting Lionel to that point. So like he said, he did have a long way to go. But now the Ice King? So the bungle really was if Snow Knight changed his name. And decided to change it back. Snow Knight hadn't changed his name. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The bungle, you're right. The bungle is, how did he magically, all of a sudden, after the battle's over, didn't he have time to think when he was frozen? Or something in that brain? Snow Knight bungled because how do you all of a sudden recall, like, every detail of his... Like, I get it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the heat of the moment, I get it. But it just seems too... Like, he was too enriched with details to, to not have remembered something because here's the bottom line with me with this is if in fact he knew that the ice king was looking for his love i would just let him go into the castle definitely melt my door, thing out door open, door open please clean up after yourselves <laughs> give me a good review on airbnb when you leave <laughs> and i move on remove that dragon from below that we had no idea like, yeah then you would have like you wouldn't have gone through all this so that to me is the bungle. The bungle is I acting, agree. playing dumb and not remembering. The other thing is, is that he bungled because he should have said, yes, I do remember. The person who possesses the egg is, is to be t to have a long life and was supposed to bring, it's supposed to bring them prosperity instead of like letting them throw the pot potato around and throwing it off a cliff. So have you ever gone to like a yard sale or an antique thing or whatever where like somebody's like has like an old antique frame and there's an old black and white picture in it? That was somebody. They're gone, but yes. that was somebody. Yes. I would never get something like that and then throw the picture in the garbage or just ripped it out of the frame. I would either keep it and display it in like a rando person. I don't know. Or I'd put I thought the it was so disrespectful. I'd put the picture in a box with all my other pictures and be like, okay. Because that person lived. That person had a life, had a story. They could be nice. They could not be. But it's still a story. So I believe in respect. And I thought that was very disrespectful. So the bungle, also them throwing it around like it was nothing. It's funny until they, because it's a joke. Ha ha. Oh, it's going to give you bad luck. But then, yeah, honestly, I think after they saw the picture and, and Tiger was After like, they have fought this thing, maybe being very sentimental. It. After be fighting this thing and befriending him and realizing his only thing was to get back to see a picture after a thousand yeah. years of love, and you just blatantly throw it to the side. That's that's kind of kind of heartless, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I think. Tiger would have put in the library or something. Like, like I don't know. I guess the... I guess they didn't have a bond, but I, I just I didn't like that. So the bungle for biggest bungle for me is letting it be thrown, discarded like trash. You heard it here first. So that's on all of them. That's on all of them. Do better, Thundercats. Yeah, Chitara, how could she do that to us? She she disappointed us. So, Bunglers, that was another two episodes. Evidently, David will be more than ready for our next set of double episodes, which is including... It have been three episodes, but Ryan didn't want it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly. And so, yeah, we'll have a brand new episode. We'll, I'm sure we'll have your mail. We'll have stories from the Eternal Con. And thank you so much again. So much 
again to lovely Leah, who supplies us with the audio for the Thundercats episodes that we use today. Of course, all of our beautiful listeners, Craig, Matesh, Zach, all of our beautiful new listeners. Thank you so, so much. And uh, David, as always, Thundercats, ho! Who you calling a hoe? Thundercats!